0: morning birds hi birds. there bird there we go okay i tell you we're going to play we'll replace you guys with sound effects birds this is uh, this is the anniversary of when we first landed on the moon Way back when I was a little bird. How about that? Say what? I would like to be there now.
1: Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is Sparks, and I would like to welcome you to the Weekend Pirate Radio Special.
0: Oh! The Chicago Radio Pirates Morning Show. It's the Chicago Radio Pirates Program
1: special here at spleet.network. enjoy
0: we're ready in fact we uh we we talked to these folks a while ago this was actually uh, before the pandemic really hit us uh are chicago restaurateurs and the proprietors of what used to be called and i think that's breaking news here it used to be called uh, the supper house and i think they've even changed their name i know we have uh, lauren massey hi lauren Hi, Gary. There she is. Is uh, is is your other half somewhere in the world, Thomas? He's
2: right next to me.
3: Hello. How are you?
0: How are you? Wow, I got a husband and wife team. This is good. We're feeling good already here. So, um, you changed the name. It's not the Supper House anymore, is that right? Ah, uh, yeah. We're we're
3: in the process of changing over to
0: uh, Wicked and Sweet. What to, uh, to what? Wicked and Sweet.
3: Yeah, because during the pandemic, yeah. we were doing, um, like everybody, we were doing a, a few other ventures. So uh-huh. we opened up a, a dessert line uh, uh-huh. with everybody being home. They decided they needed some sweets in their life. So we were selling uh, uh, Sweet Rush, which was our dessert line. And then we had a oven-ready meals for people when they were home so they could sit around with the family and not have to cook. Uh-huh. Uh and then we did a, 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 a pop-up breakfast um, called Wicked Chicken, just a, a play on the, uh, the egg yeah. aspect of breakfast. And uh, now we're back open. Uh, the pandemic is uh, hopefully a majority of it's in our rearview mirror. And we're... Knock on to- wood, right? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. And, and the new... Hang on then. I'm going to give you a drum roll here. And the new name of the restaurant, I think you said was... Wait a minute. Hang on. It, it, wicked and sweet is that correct correct yeah <laughs> okay. uh, but are you guys it. are you guys in the same uh, spot here in uh, boystown or what it used to be called boystown on halstead right yes
4: yes we are okay
0: you know um I, I think this is interesting i wanted to talk to you guys now and if you're listening to us uh, you know outside chicago this really applies to all kinds of places all over the united states uh, restaurants took an incredible hit um, I remember um, walking out of a restaurant right before the COVID. I should say right before, but it was in that moment. And um, I and and I, I think we took some food to go. But I realized that was it. That was the last time I was going to sit down in a restaurant for like a year. And that was the case. Now I stumbled upon you guys, and um, you you were um, you were sort of ahead of the curve. Curve as you just uh, you explained. You had a you had a thing for to go food. Um, you know, right off the bat. So. Um, you must be smart. You could see ahead to some extent, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, at the time, I would talk to my friends, you know, you know, that don't have kids, <laughs> get going on a budget, yeah. we're getting DoorDash, Girl Pub three, four times a week. Mm. And it's just, you get it that much? Like we're just so busy, and it's just easy, and they just deliver it. And uh, you know, when I was home with my my second child and you know that's why the pandemic wasn't that scary for me because i'm like i thought i was trapped at home for a year couldn't go to the grocery store couldn't go anywhere all i wanted was comfort food and that's why i kind of put two and two together about comfort food and you know having to go you know in the in the fast-paced delivery system so yes we were we were ahead of the curve And hopefully with Wicked and Chicken, we will be, I mean, Wicked and Sweet, we will be ahead of the curve for that one, too. We're doing more grab-and-go breakfast um, and different sandwiches and some lighter items on our menu. And, you know, the Wicked part doesn't mean, you know, spicy. I mean, Wicked can mean so many things, like it's Wicked good, you know. You know it's just wicked flavorful just you know something that might be a little bit different it's a, we're working on beet pasta with like wild boar i mean that's oh different man. and good and
0: you, yeah a little different weird you guys can cook i gotta say you guys what is you just a wild boar jeez Yes.
2: bro yeah there's really well with beef yeah. yeah with the beet pasta. It it's
0: little different. If you're to us, throw away the Egg McMuffin now. All right, there it is. It goes. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> um, you also, um, one, one of the things I thought was really interesting, um, you you uh, you guys made, um, I don't want to call them cocktails because they didn't have any booze in them, but these really interesting, I don't know, like a watermelon, you had a, like a cucumber. The heck was that? It was a cucumber-infused something, and it was delicious.
2: Well, we have lemonades, flavored lemonades. It was cucumber lemonade, and then the other ones. Um, it's very, most other. The most popular one is the watermelon lime basil, um, and then we also make a strawberry lemonade and um, a. You know, regular. And the watermelon goes really well with tequila. That's yeah. like nice to give around on a hot day. You know, son you know, of I a gun,
0: I just discovered that by accident, Lauren. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I did. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good stuff. Um, this is Thomas and Lauren uh, Massey from the new. Wait uh, a let, let me give you the. I've got to set this up here, if I could. Um, from the new. Wicked <laughs> and sweets in uh, Chicago. Give me your uh, the addresses on Halstead. One 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 more time.
2: It's thirty four zero four North Halstead Street, We're <clears throat> near the corner of Roscoe and Halstead.
0: Three four zero four. I should mention I have I know it's uh, I have no financial interest with these people all the show, uh, although I wish I did, having uh, having uh, tasted their stuff. So. Um, so do you, is there like a learning curve when you put, you know, bore on the menu? Do you have to explain what that is? Or do you say, you know, <laughs> I mean, when, when I was in there, it seemed to me like most of your clientele were pretty adventurous. Is that true?
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you, once you get uh, people familiar with what you do, uh, and they, you build their trust with you, um, a lot of people are willing to try some new things, um uh, 'cause cause they feel that, uh. You mix and match things together and pair things very well together, so uh yeah our 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 uh our
0: clientele is definitely uh a little more outgoing weird oh, no yeah. I'm, uh, unique they they are so now you don't have uh, you don't have seating seating per se still correct or no
2: we do yeah, we did open up for seating um when we went into phase five um uh, we slowly waited for all of us to get vaccinated and the whole restaurant you know all of our employees and all of us. Uh-huh. And then we we open our doors. Yes, we just have very casual counter. You know, if I feel good, I'll come over and wait on you. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: but it's mostly counter uh, service.
0: Let me take a controversial question here. I, I'm fully vaccinated. Can I get in there without a mask? Or what are you doing yeah. with that? All right, good. Yeah. Do you do you don't do you don't wear masks? Do you or should you or when you're wait when uh, you're when you're waiting.
2: They, they wear everything in the kitchen they still not pretend but they still act like it's a fogal pandemic because again it's just it, it's good health you know yeah. all around um, you know up front I constantly wash my hands um, you know if and I I said before if someone requests me to wear a mask I'll put on the mask yeah. you know, for sure if I'm laying on a table I go over with the mask sometimes on the counter you know I still keep my distance I still you know practice you know putting food together
0: and that, you know what I mean? Like, hygienic. Yeah. So, I mean, really, if I asked you to put on your, your mask, you would, I don't know. Yes. Really? Yes. Well, yeah. Oh, yes. I think that's just, you know, yeah.
2: that's just being polite.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we could debate that, but I, I, you are polite. I, I certainly, uh, I can certainly, uh, acknowledge that. What is the, I know that a lot of restaurants went under, and under normal circumstances, as you guys well know, I think it, is it like, uh, Like uh, 20% of restaurants make it, new ones, and the other 80% fail. Is that about right?
3: Yeah. You know, most people don't understand the concept of of the whole restaurant thing, and and they think if they can cook or they can manage, it's kind of – there's a lot going on in a restaurant. You really have to have the personality, uh, the food quality, the um, business knowledge to know when to adjust to situations like this, where you had to make, uh, you know, some cuts and, and, and be able to stay open yeah. and uh, and work that way. I
2: always think so. when Tom told me that the the one of the secrets to having a successful restaurant is really coming down to your pennies and nickels when you buy things, yeah. and just you know what a what a small thing that does to actually help you get through, you know, just five cents cheaper on a meat. You know, just really looking at your prices is what really can help you stabilize.
0: Can we do a quick audit here fake make some numbers up for me. I'm not trying to get into your counting what's what is food cost now what percentage of, of that is uh, is is uh, the theoretical right number?
3: So about thirty three thirty five um, percent of your expense should be uh, food cost right. so you sell something for ten dollars uh, should be um, that that item should be on the plate should be about three dollars and thirty three cents okay.
2: But then you have your labor on top of that, you know. Just like, well, I couldn't make this for three dollars. Like, again, you have someone huh. make it. You have the energy and the water to wash your dish. You, you're actually sitting in a restaurant, you know. Like, yeah.
0: Well, and what, and, and um, what about salary? I can't get a grip. I, as you guys know, I used to work in restaurants, and I still can't get a grip on what exactly is happening here. Um, is there is there a is there a percentage that works for salary? You know, employees as part of your is pretty your uh, your business model as anyone's?
3: Yeah, you you want uh, again uh, for your labor very class. very similar. You're looking at uh, you know depending on the, the the quality of of product that you're trying to put out, and if you're doing a lot of things from from scratch or if you're preparing uh, you know a um, broadened product that's already prepared, um, you know you can range anywhere from uh, 28 to to 36 percent.
4: Oh.
0: Labor costs. So, what's your take again? All this is can be off the record. I don't mean to put anybody on the spot. What's your take on tipping <laughs> Tipping these days? Um,
2: Very much appreciated, especially
0: when <laughs> I go out and up to I imagine it is. I imagine it is. What's the, <laughs> what's the, I listen again. I'm not a good example. I used to work for tips in a couple of industries, including cab driving. I'm a big tipper. Um, anyway. I do too. Yeah, I I
2: believe in tipping. I believe that when you, especially when people, you know, they work on tips, it's not like they treat it like a job, you know, not like, you know, they're just there to, you know, make things happen. We're we're working for tips. They actually, you know, put the effort. You know, most of my best friends are bartenders and servers. You know, they really, you know, they're very good at what they do. And I really believe that if you had a, a good, enjoyable experience, you know, to give a little bit, you know, tips very well. Because then again, if you come back and see them get that same service and you know what your expectations are then.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I thought. But uh, as you know, there are a couple of fairly prominent restaurateurs who uh, just decided they're not going to have tipping going on. I don't, I, I, that to me, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I bet you don't think that's a good idea. I won't mention who they are. Those, <laughs> ch- those, cheap, those cheap sons of Noah. Go ahead, Thomas, I hear you.
2: Well, that's a European way. I yeah. mean, yeah, they have it structured into you know their into their wage, into the food costs too. They put that in. Yeah.
0: But well, there was a, there's a, a Chicago restaurant, and again, I won't out them that uh, I was gonna. They're not they're not appearing as a guest on this show, but I thought some of their explanation for the no tipping was a little fishy. But let's be positive. Uh, this morning it's uh, 14 before the hour. This is Lauren and Thomas Massey. Of the former supper house in Chicago, but now has been uh, rechanged, changed, and is now uh, known as. <laughs> <laughs>
2: do
0: we need a gong. <laughs> sweet, wicked, and su- sweets. Is it one sweet or, or more than one sweet? Wicked and sweets, plural, or?
2: Wicked and sweet. Uh, wicked and
0: okay. Wicked and sweet. All right.
2: Because, again, our desserts it so well. Yeah. We have to put that in the title.
0: So we're going to have to change your website here, which was Supper yeah. House Chicago. So what is it now? Yeah. Is, is it? Go ahead. Do you have a it's new website? Stuff.
2: Yeah, everything is still SupperHouseChicago.com. Yeah. Um, we have market days coming up, and that's going to be a huge event. And once that is finished and, you know, in the books, we're officially going to make the changeover. But now we're just gradually, you know, taking things off, adding them on. Um,
0: what? Yeah, what market? What are what are market days for you? And what does market that mean?
2: Day is a festival from um, Friday, August sixth through Sunday, August eighth. Um, it's on Halstead. They block off from Addison all the way down to Belmont. So Brigley Field all the way down to um, uh, yeah, to Belmont Avenue. Uh-huh. They have five stages across um, this you know, across the street uh, with live music. Uh, tons of uh pur- you know purveyors and restaurants are open huge bars it's just it's the lbgtq plus um, big events um it's just it's a lot of fun we're really looking forward to it we have a booth we're selling desserts. Yeah. we're very excited
0: N- not as big as Lollapalooza, but the food's much better
2: yes. Yes. yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Um, so, uh, now do you have, um, I'm assuming you don't have your entire menu in the booth there. Do you pick a couple no. of items? What are you, what are you, what are you offering up there?
2: We're doing wa- Belgian waffle pop, So it's like a, it's <sighs> a waffle. <laughs> like popsicle oh, sticks and one dipped in white chocolate with Fruity Pebbles. Oh. The next one is a maple frosting oh. with bacon. And then the third one is just a nice rich chocolate sauce with sprinkles. And then we're doing key lime pie and peanut butter chocolate dip frozen bananas. Oh, Lord.
0: I want to. I want to be Guy Fieri, um, who <laughs> based his whole career on saying "Wow, awesome." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does does sound good though. what you guys have for breakfast? Be honest here. Come on. Coffee. No, n- coffee, really? <laughs> and nothing else?
3: <laughs> nothing else yet. Yeah. <laughs> Some, some scrambled eggs and
0: uh, Belgian waffles. Okay, all right. So it's like Thomas ate and you didn't, Lauren. What's going on? Are you taking care of the kids? Hey, speaking of that, um, how does that work for uh, you guys? Are I love family businesses. You're a family business. How does it work? They have little kids in the mix. Um, <laughs> a lot of
2: sleepless nights. We try to put a yeah. broom in our two year old's hand to clean the you know restaurant. She just kind of. Just moved everything around, yeah. so can't put her to work yet.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of work. It's just prioritizing yeah. um, working from home, which is can be interesting sometimes. And yeah, yeah. Do, do We're they, halfway through for an email, and someone pushes a button and it gets sent. It's like yeah. ah, but yeah. So your stuff.
0: two-year-old did not successfully operate a broom. Well, this isn't Cinderella. This is different than that. <laughs> do you teach them? My mother taught me to cook. What, however, how, whatever I can accomplish in the kitchen mostly came from her. Do you, um, you, you're teaching? You have a like a five year old son, something like that. You, yeah. you working with him at all? Is he interested in getting in, uh, getting in the kitchen?
3: He tries.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: he he likes to cook and he likes to. Uh, we have we have. Uh, he has his own set of uh, of tools. Yeah. To uh, to scramble eggs and he likes to. Uh, Worked alongside dad and and uh, put things together, and he has a little plastic play knife that he likes to chop things with. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's uh, he's it. It's well
2: when I'm home alone with him, I start making dinner, and he pushes me aside. It's kind of like, well, daddy taught me how to do this. <laughs> now, <laughs> let me
0: ask you guys a favor: Would you adopt me?
1: <laughs> well, we don't. We only have a two bedroom. So.
2: Wow.
0: All right.
1: We like it when our audience is part of the show. Please feel free to send us an email at radioanything@gmail.com or you can just send us a toll-free voicemail 24-7 at 844-220-3300. Please share a thought with us and we will listen to you here on the radio. And don't forget to join us Monday through Friday at pleat.network. Thank you. We're
0: back here, with, uh, Dr. Foot, and uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dr. 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 Paul, Dr. Dr. Paul, Fo- Dr. Paul replaced Dr. Foot in my life. Anyway, I, uh, I'm rushing. Um, we were asked by uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to come down here and see if we could bring you around on the vaccine. You got some. <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this down here and. Uh, I don't know where to start with this um there's a, a huge number of people that are uh convinced that the pandemic is completely over and they are largely republicans um and then we have uh as of uh we're we're, we're taught this is friday when we're recording this um, over the weekend, Los Angeles now is, reco- is, it re- is requiring people who have been mask. vaccinated to wear masks again as a tip of the hat for the people who haven't been vaccinated. And what about it? Start well, there.
5: I think that there's, there's two things that you got to be thinking about with all of this, you know, rise in numbers and the mask wearing. We know masks work. I mean, that's, you know, people have talked about that, but masks just work, right? So to- We
0: know, I'm gonna, let me, we know, I know what you're saying. We know masks work because when people have been masks masked the incidences of the new cases have gone down. Right. Right now. So, so- Measurable, no it, question about right. that. Right, there, there's, there's really not whether masks work not. So the next question is whether or not the
5: shots are working. Shots are working for the main original strain for sure. And we are suspecting
0: that, yeah. They're, yeah. <coughs> that they're. That's, that's in the news department. That's all right. Yeah, we'll call them back. We're, we're
5: suspecting that they're working for these new variants, particularly the Delta variant, right? right? That's the one that we're seeing spiking up everywhere. It's this Delta variant. Now, the studies from the drug companies have said, yes, they seem to be effective against the Delta variant and people not getting very sick.
0: Sidebar, but the Delta variant is more communicable, but but it's we're, we're it, it's the the, uh, the the shots are still effective, correct? Well, that's what we we're thinking. Uh, but we're
5: seeing breakthrough cases. If you look at Israel, Israel did a study on the Delta variant in their population. They only really had the Pfizer vaccine, which is supposedly effective against it. And they saw a lot of breakthrough cases. Now, there weren't a lot of hospitalizations and there weren't a lot of um, people spreading that were vaccinated, which was... You know, that's a good sign if you're vaccinated and you don't seem to spread it as much. However, if the Delta variant breaks through our vaccines, then we have a problem. So what California is saying is we're not going to wait and see. We're going to make everybody wear a mask until we know. Let some of these other states see. And, you know, you look at a state that, let's say, things are spiking, Missouri or... Uh, some of the other southern states that we're seeing it in, or Tennessee the other day, who said that they're going to, you know, fire their health expert, their vaccine, quote-unquote, czar.
0: Which, which, which is horrible. horrible. Right. Which is right. horrible.
5: But, you know, states like that, they have low numbers of vaccinated people already, where we expect to see this Delta variant go up. They're going to be really interesting places to see, do the vaccinated people get it? And do any of those vaccinated people end up in a hospital? Right now, 99% of the people admitted to a hospital for COVID are unvaccinated. But that still leaves 1%. And in that 1%, we don't know if it's breakthrough. Or are these people that the, the vaccine didn't take so well?
0: What a breakthrough, define that again.
5: So a breakthrough would be that... You're vaccinated, you show the antibodies, and yet you still get the virus somehow. Versus, you know, my father went for a test to see how well his vaccine did. And the initial tests show that it wasn't so good because he's on immunosuppressant drugs, and it doesn't seem to be mounting the immune response despite him being vaccinated. So the question will be, is he well protected? Or is he gonna be a statistic or? Possibly a statistic where he could get it and be in that 1% because the vaccine's not going to work because of the other things that are influencing his vaccine.
0: But other people, I mean, I haven't, I've been vaccinated, but they haven't looked at my antibodies. Is he on a, he's on a particular, a risk list to do that? Correct. So
5: because of some of the medicines he's taken, he's at high risk. Okay. And, you know, it'll be, you know, not that I want my dad to be an experiment, but... Hopefully, it'll still be protected for them. Okay. But, you know, those are the types of people. We're not separating out that 1%. So that 1% could be people that are taking medicines or have other illnesses that the vaccine isn't going to work that well for them anyways. And maybe everybody else is protected. Or are these really breakthrough cases where you have all the antibodies you're supposed to from that vaccine.
0: But you don't know... That I do, because I've been vaxxed, but we we don't know any of those people because we're not
5: testing it. So that's why we don't know what that 1% really measures.
0: Could I be a carrier?
5: Theoretically, but even in the studies that they've shown, people that were vaccinated, even when they got sick, didn't seem to spread the virus. So even the spread of this virus seems to be an unvaccinated people.
0: Vermont. Yeah, uh, is the Vermont is number one in, is it vaccinations yes. or mask wearing or? I order? think it might even be both, both, but they're okay.
5: definitely the, the best
0: vaccine. And And then they're doing the best in new new infections, is yeah, that Yeah,
5: they're, they're under a percent.
0: So, uh, so explain the science there. I mean, that confirms everything, yes?
5: It, it seems to, although, you know, when you start to look at data like that, you start to look at low numbers in an area where you have high compliance. You also tend to have a different population, right? These are people that are going to socially distance more. These are people that are going to be more conscientious of other people. So the whole thing kind of changes. There are studies done on people where, you know, you want to see how effective something is. As soon as you enter them into this study, everything becomes more effective because they're conscious of somebody's watching me I better behave so population studies don't always work you know the way that we want those stats right and that's what all the experts for or against they always say well look how good everything is Someone goes well that's because they're all cheating they're all following the rules you know but you know that that's what happens so you have to kind of take both scenarios of the grain of salt but at the same time the numbers in the numbers I mean I don't care why they're low if they're low, you feel pretty safe, and you don't have to worry about closing things down.
0: Yeah. So, um, what's the political? The political. What, what's the take to, What is the political side of this? Is there a way to? Is there a way to separate the two? Things? I was
5: watching something on the news yesterday, and they had a guy on who said, you know, ultimately this was Trump's vaccine which is the irony to the whole thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that this was Trump's vaccine. It should have been his baby. Yeah. And, I, you know, the strongest public service announcement that somebody could make should theoretically be, and we've had this in other things, both Trump and Biden on a PSA saying, I developed this shot. Trump can say, I made this shot for you. And Biden goes, "And I just want you to take it. You know, like, l- let's do something like that just to and crane it into people's heads. And then
0: Mike Pence comes out the aisle and says, Me too. <laughs> right,
5: right. <laughs> but, but that's, you know, if, if that's what it takes to get people, you know, because everybody that doesn't get vaccinated isn't just a potential for this Delta variant. But what about another variant? Because viruses mutate. And as they mutate, they're not just taking their life into their hands. They're taking everybody else's.
0: There's something described as a beta variant. You know what I'm referring yeah. to? What is that? So we're um, running out of Greek letters here, well, everything so else. So so they just went to
5: those. Yeah. So they started with all these different numbers, and the numbers signified where the mutation was on the ch- genome of the virus. But we so instead of creating all these different numbers, the one twenty-seven, the number twelve, the this, the N, they started to just name them because it was just easier to call one the alpha variant, the beta variant, the delta variant. And they seem to emerge in different geographic locations. Why is that? Just based on population. So when somebody has, let's say a mutation occurs, for every mutation, there's one that might be detrimental to the virus's survival, and it doesn't move on. And there's another one that might be advantageous to the virus's survival, and then it spreads faster or better because the virus is trying to fit its new environment. And if it works, it takes over geographically, it will spread, and then it takes travel in and out, somebody coming or somebody leaving, to move that to another region.
0: We already kind of went through this, though, didn't we? I
5: we mean, yeah, that's the, that's the stupidity of our population, mm-hmm. right? And the best way to eradicate it would be if everybody got a vaccine, because the likelihood of spread and creating new variants here would be Low, doesn't mean that they can't come from another continent, but you know, we eradicated polio here. It still exists in the world, but we're not getting it here. We eradicated smallpox here, not from the whole world, but here. And we hadn't seen it until when, when people stopped vaccinating.
0: Well, I'm talking to, uh, to Dr. Paul here. You know, um, yesterday on the air, I played an old public service announcement. Um, for uh, polio shots and and, that, and what we called shots in those days right and uh, I don't know I was trying to put my head around the difference in people's attitudes now there was no marching in the streets um, no one no one in, in any form of government said oh, there's a second side none of that happened that's what's difficult to understand now I get it that I get it we've been brainwashed by the other side here my but what I'm leading up to it seems like right now agree or not everyone that wants a vaccine in the United States can, can have been vaccinated, yes? Absolutely. Right. Um, these other countries that don't have it, we could, in fact, we could be vaccinating them if we give it up, and, right? And we
5: probably should be vaccinating them. For our own? For, for their own safety. Right. Because they're going to be traveling and spreading around the world. The more people that are vaccinated, the faster we're going to eradicate this. Is
0: there a functional difference, as far as you know, between the, uh, the Pfizer? Uh, the Johnson & Johnson, with or without the neurological angle. And what was the other one that I even forgot about? Moderna. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, so the, the simple answer is yes. Moderna and Pfizer are pretty similar. The the mechanism, the delivery system, everything's pretty similar. But between the Johnson and & Johnson and the other ones, there, there's a difference in how it triggers your immune reaction. The ultimate response, though, is still your immune system's reaction. When people are talking about all these quote-unquote side effects to these injections, what they're really talking about is how your immune system reacted to what they're giving you to trigger the immune system to make the antibodies. If you got this virus, your reaction would be worse if you're making the antibodies. We are triggering a controlled response and look at the side effects if you give somebody the actual virus your body to survive is going to go through an immune response that is unlikely to be less than what's happening from the shot
0: so because i didn't have any side effects at all to either of my two pfizer shots a we don't know if they took or not we don't really do we I mean, you I can mean, be
5: tested. There is a test to look for yeah. it, but is it should I worth be doing that? that? No. Should
0: I urge our listeners? You know, no. if you're, no. I mean, that occurred to me. Well, the other thing is, I'm I'm a bigger person than, than I don't I I don't mean but morally or spiritually. Not, I mean physically.
5: We're, we're not looking at the volume no. when we talk about shots per se. Huh. We're looking at how well your immune your immune system works for your body. Huh. We're just giving you a trigger.
0: Right. And I wasn't even talk about myself on this, but every, anybody, everybody that is confronting with this has their own unique uh, physiology. They've got their own culture and religion. They've got the other voices in their household going, I don't know about that. So we've all got to make these individual decisions. So it's, I mean, on one level, it's, it's never one size fits all. But I think on this one, it kind of is one size fits all, yeah? I mean,
5: I, I, I feel pretty good about this vaccine. I feel pretty safe with this vaccine. All of my children have had this vaccine, you know, I I just don't get why there's such a pushback other than people trying to make a statement. And I don't think they're making a good statement. And I can tell you that every single person that's been getting sick now that does end up with this Delta variant, the people that are in the hospital, the biggest thing that they all say is "I should have gotten the vaccine.
0: Um we we often sell segue from doctors to lawyers on this show but um last week there was a really tragic thing that happened they had this uh, boys camp kids camp and they took a bunch of these kids that were not vaccinated down to i think mean, tennessee yes um what do they have 100 cases of positive it was like this is childhood endangerment i don't understand why people are permitting this if you know, right if we, if we said kids go on the highway take your chances with the traffic we we wouldn't we wouldn't accept that right so as a parent <laughs> As a parent, right? You know, I mean, what the up.
5: I mean, really. Pick, pick your disease. Yeah. Let's just strep throat for a minute. If I said there's an outbreak of strep throat going on at the school, and we didn't require the kids to not go in that had strep throat, and we just said, I don't believe in antibiotics, and I'm still sending in my kid, you'd be, what, what's wrong with that parent? You know, what's wrong with the one that's sending the kid with strep throat, not on antibiotics, right? And what's wrong with all the other parents sticking them all together? I, 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 exactly. I I, it, I don't. it makes so much sense. You say, it like, well, who would ever do that? Right, right. We wouldn't yeah. put a bunch of kids in strep throat. They're going to be sick.
0: I Maybe <laughs> I'm showing my age, but I really don't understand that. Um, my colleague over here, Nod, shake. You're, you're 20 years younger than I am, right? And you don't right. get it either, right? Okay.
5: No,
1: I wouldn't send my kids
0: to staff struggles. Oh. <laughs> I'm like dressed to sing, and I'm sorry, but you're behind the scene home. Exactly all right. So There's no argument there. I think most like I don't know. Let's yes, take let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh. Can you believe that? It's yeah. we're coming. Remember back the here.
6: years when swimming in a public pool was considered dangerous. Not long ago, polio was a dread disease, and parents were warned to keep children away from crowded places. Then, science invented a vaccine that has virtually wiped out this crippler. There are also vaccines to prevent diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough, measles, rubella, and mumps. All communicable diseases that could seriously damage your child. Recent outbreaks of diphtheria and whooping cough in this country show that diseases which vaccines can control still occur if people neglect immunization. Childhood immunization should begin as early as two months of age and be repeated at specific intervals. Has your child had all his vaccinations? If not, see your doctor or call your health department to start this life-saving protection. Immunize now.
0: We're coming back here. Behind the scenes, uh, Dr. wife just got a free Britney shirt. <laughs> Pretty scarce? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> How's it going? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we always, behind the scenes at the, at the show here, we, we have like a list of distractions, you know, something we could talk about. Um, uh, Sparks sent me the new Reynolds Wrap color code, you know, what foil to put on, right, so you don't burn your stick. Um So I think that my, my point is we're kind of surviving in in the shadow of this horrible thing that just doesn't stop, and I, I don't know what to make of that. This thing will always be around, right? We're, we're, this will always be somewhere in the, uh, in the, uh, the, bio, the biosphere. The yeah, room. I mean,
5: maybe. But there, there were other respiratory illnesses that are similar. SARS and MERS. We don't hear much about them. Yeah. They made their dent and they kind of fizzled. So the hope would be that if the world got enough of this vaccine, maybe this would fizzle out. Will it happen? I don't know. I mean, as a society... Are we able to put enough people on the same page for anything? And, and that—that's the problem. If, if an alien ship came to invade the, the
0: world, oh, oh you were we're after this, right? After this, we're going to talk about aliens. You're on. You're on the right. You're absolutely on the right. But, but we have footage of the stuff that we yesterday. If write. they
5: came with half of the population, we're like, nah. That's the other side. They're just <laughs> playing tricks. Like, you know it's it's that absurd yeah. it, it, this isn't a political problem this is a health problem I don't care if you want to say how it started and you mm-hmm. want to look you know fine even if it was a biological war shouldn't we all band together to fight the war and say it's not going to affect us we're all going to take this vaccine and you know give the finger to whoever wants us dead mm-hmm. I mean it, it's just bizarre that we're going to believe that all of healthcare. health care is somehow in cahoots with half of the government I know, and that we're trying to push some microchip into their bodies so that we can control their brains. Uh, if we, excuse me, if we managed to do that, we'd be a hell of a lot better off than we are now. Uh. We're, we're so disorganized that when we tried to roll this out, we were running around like Benny Hill show <laughs> to get people shots. But these are the
0: people that are in a deep state conspiracy. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Paul, i uh, rest your family and I'm glad your, your kids got the shots.
1: We like it when our audience is part of the show. Please feel free to send us an email at radioanything@gmail.com, or you can just send us a toll-free voicemail 24-7 at 844-220-3300. Please share a thought with us and we will listen to you here on the radio. And don't forget to join us Monday through Friday. At dot Network.
0: Thank you. I don't vacuum much, but I do dance around on that one. Uh, that is from the movie Flashdance. And uh, you know, I was just thinking about show business, performing, and all that kind of stuff. Because our next guest uh, joins us this morning. Carla Ham is on the phone here. Carla, did we did we get you dancing a little bit with that uh, that song there?
7: Always dancing, Gary. <laughs>
0: Um, Carla has been on the show. She's a good friend of ours. I think she knows Eldenham. Ham. They're related in some way. Um, and Carla is an entertainment attorney. Um, and uh, I always am interested. Carla, I, 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 people say some of my best friends are lawyers. Actually, all of my best friends are lawyers. I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> but you know what? To, um, To a man or a woman none of you started by wanting to be lawyers you all wanted to be something else is is that about right is that your is that your assessment i don't know about
7: all of us but that's certainly true for me
0: and you you did not start as a lawyer you started as in fact i'm looking out the window here in the studio i can almost see the aragon ballroom down the street you had a gig at the aragon ballroom did you not
7: I did have a gig at the Aragon Ballroom. It sounds a lot cooler than it was, yeah. I think. Uh, but yes, I can say that because of the Aragon Ballroom and some connections, I danced for Kid Rock about a 1,000 years ago. You
0: danced for Kid Rock, wow. Dance
7: danced for Kid Rock and stage at the Aragon.
0: Wow. The Aragon, um, I'm putting my head around that. There's a, there's a uh, I don't know what you call it. There's like a press balcony that I've been in at the Aragon Ballroom. Yeah. It has
7: been many years. I couldn't tell you. After a while, all the venues kind of went together.
0: Well, that's, this one you know because if you put your foot on the floor, they didn't come back up. It was so.
7: Yes, I can, I can attest to that. That is for sure.
0: Yeah, I left a pair of shoes there one one night. I think that might have been the Kid Rock show. So anyway, so you were a dancer with Kid Rock. Just tell me about that. I don't even, the idea of um, dancing on of being on stage. And I know a little bit about that from a comedy standpoint, but. Um, so you walk out, and how many people are dancing with Kid Rock there? And you?
7: Well, you don't walk out. I mean, it was many years in the making. Obviously, I have a history of you know a dance career before that. So sometimes when artists come into town, um, if you have the right connections, people will ask you to do a one-off show while they're in town. It's not like I went on tour with them or anything. But I did get to be on one of those little platforms where you start under the stage, yeah. and they raise you up. So I did oh. not technically have to walk on stage. And then they put me in a cage where they lit pyrotechnics off on either side of me, and there was another dancer on the other side. Wow! Um, and it was pretty. Say what you will about Kid Rock, um, you know, these days especially, but it was it was quite the experience. It was quite the experience to be a part of a show that big.
0: Um, I'm, I'm 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 smoke in in addition to the uh, the sparks or. Uh...
7: I believe there was smoke. It's kind of a blur
0: it yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It's always, kind of, it's always it ever got a lot of smoke and always a blur. No, I've been there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you're, all right, but anyway, uh, your uh, your career as a dancer. Um, how, how did that start?
7: I guess it just started ever, you know, I just always loved dancing when I was a kid. And I remember regretting in high school not really taking it to the next level as a career. So one day I was at Excalibur nightclub, you might remember, oh, yeah. down um, on Ontario, I yep. believe it is, yep. at Dearborn. It's something else now. But, yeah, I was I was turned 21 years old. I was at Excalibur, and I saw a flyer on the back of a, a, back of a um, stall door, of all places, yeah. asking for go-go dancers for a company called the Chicago Honey Bears, huh. which actually has no relation to this former Chicago honey bears, uh, which is the name that they adopted after the bears no longer had dancing. Uh,
0: um the phrase go go dancer, I haven't heard that in a pretty long time, Carl. Yeah.
7: yeah. It has different me I think it has different meanings to different people. What it means in modern times now, at least the kind of dancing I did uh, was, you know, performance in, in crazy costumes that light up and on stage, you know, really adding to the mood of the atmosphere i think it it definitely comes with some some not so uh favorable connotations in some respects but for me it was a performer i I danced for sports teams like the chicago fire Ah. um and and events like
3: that
0: so i'm picturing you as a go-go dancer they used to have those uh, women in cages um not i mean that that sounds suggesting something that it wasn't but anyway and yeah. my, carlum. so my question, the big question is, did you have white boots and white lipstick on when you were go Not going? Not white
7: lipstick, but occasionally there were white, white boots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially, I don't know if uh, any of you viewers might remember the old Crowbar. At the old Crowbar, the costumes are pretty fantastic. They would light up and we'd be on stilts and do, you know, crazy things. Um, oh, yeah. There was a gal named Trisha Starr there who was a fantastic makeup and costume stylist. It was a really magical place to work.
0: So, all right, so back to, so you walk in, there's a Help Wanted ad for Go Go Girls on the door. Yeah, <laughs> on the door. You know, Carl, I've, I've been looking for that sign my whole life, and I just, you <laughs> must you must have stumbled in there. So, it was um,
7: actually, it was quite a big deal. Channel, yeah. There was a bunch of news channels there, videoing our auditions, and we had to go through quite the process, they probably started off with,
0: uh, I don't know,
7: maybe 70, 70 girls, so. You know,
0: it was a big deal back then. Apparently, huh. Um, It was a young man's fantasy, Carla. I can, I know because I was a young man, um, and I remember trying to figure out how I could possibly get into the Peppermint Lounge. Ever heard of that place? And, no. And <laughs> that was in California, and I think that was the original go-go. That was the first okay. first cage, first white lipstick, first pair of boots. Uh, so. But anyway, so, but let, let me, let me clean this up a little bit. So let's imagine you know, as a, a little girl with the ballet shoes. Yeah. Did you have like. Yeah, I the
7: ballet shoes, mainly jazz shoes.
0: Yeah. Ta- tap shoes?
7: I actually just bought a pair of tap shoes, yeah. but then COVID hit. So I, uh, tap will be my next endeavor.
0: Really? Okay. That's the best thing is that you're still dancing.
7: Yep. Every day I try to dance. There's amazing dance companies for adults in Chicago that will keep you Dancing. Actually, my teachers now are former lovables from the Bulls uh, dance team. You're kidding. They started a company. Yeah, they're wow. awesome. Um, yeah, it's a place called Dance Forever. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and it's people of all ages, too, which is really great to know. It's the only dance company like it, I think, in Chicago. It's not, you know, most places I've traveled in the U.S.
0: So everybody could come. How
7: about, yep, everybody can come. How about, how about, fat, welcome.
0: How about fat old men?
7: That old man, absolutely. Right. The
0: more the merrier. They're very inclusive. It's a great place. <laughs> uh, the other, I'm, 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 this is on uh, on uh, Carla's website, by the way, which is ham. This is a mouthful. Ham as in a ham sandwich. HamEntertainmentLaw.com. And you can meet the staff here. And uh, Carla's uh, page here is... Uh, is is interesting and worth reading. Um, so we talk about Kid Rock and uh, Reg Reggie's Music Joint. Um, I don't remember where that where that was. Was that in Chicago?
7: Oh, it's still I've been kicking. It's a it's my favorite rock club in Chicago. It's on 20 about 2200 South State Street. Okay. Yeah, any okay. awesome underground rock and roll group will play there.
0: Wow. so uh, do you miss? Um, uh, do you say to yourself, "I shouldn't have been I opera- I shouldn't have been a lawyer"? If I had hung in there, I would be Kid Rock now. Do you have those mornings? Well, uh,
7: I mean, every day. Yeah. I just wasn't talented enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely did not have the talent. So you know, when I can no longer be on stage, I now help pe- put people on stage. Is what I always say, and it's, it's you know, it's gratifying, and also I don't have to worry about you know slipping and breaking my neck on like <laughs> old age. Not allowing well,
4: you- me to
0: to wear the go-go boots anymore and now carla will hang up her go-go boots on live (laughs) tv i actually think i
7: said that in a piece
0: that i wrote that i hung up my go-go boots um yeah so back to uh the pyrotechnics and and all that um jackie gleason you remember jackie gleason i bet Jackie, yes. Jackie Gleason broke his leg on live television, slipping on a pool of ice water or something. So when you're talking,
4: ti-
0: I, I would say when you're talking about the pyrotechnics, did you have any injuries or near misses when you were doing the dancing? I did. Yeah, tell me.
7: When, we, when, when we, they're lining us up to kind of go underneath the stage, we've so raised on that platform. Yeah. The guy standing there, the security man guy was like, whatever you do, do not bump your head. Do not bump your head. It's a low bar, do not bump your head. Huh. Sure enough, first thing I do is knock myself out, almost, I mean, I saw cars and that was my entrance, and then I had to, you know, look, look, you know, performance ready, as they're raising me up on this thing, I peek, and I could barely see because I had knocked my head so hard.
0: And now here she is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, could have been worse than it was, but, um, yeah. Oh, man. I shouldn't have laughed, um. I've been unconscious on stage, but it was a reaction of the audience. It wasn't anything that I did with my my head on the bump. That's that's wild, though. <laughs> that is wild. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming that um, the they have they're well insured for all this. Does a dance troupe in general, Carla? Do they? Do they, Is that, that that's not uncommon, right? There are slips and falls and stuff. Oh
7: my gosh, all the time. Yeah, you know, and it, it it can be part of the venues. Problems depending yeah. on if they leave water around or it's unsafe, but yeah, in general, I do, it's kind of cool because the first, the first company I started representing once I started practicing law yeah. um, was actually a, a dance company in Chicago, um, so I was able to see kind of, you know, the contracts from the other side of it, and they should have insurance, not all do but they should definitely
0: have insurance an insurance and a, and a paramedic who's wearing the tap shoes that can just yes. come in and here we go let me put the turnic yes. on this is carla ham that's with a c-c-a-r-l-a ham h-a-m uh carla among um among other things uh, as a former go-go boot wearer is now a licensed attorney she graduated from chicago kent college of law um uh, you have a uh, this I didn't know. You have a bachelor's in psychology, so you should be well prepared to come on shows like this. Um, and, uh, in Northwestern, you you have a master's from Northwestern in communication. I have my, my
7: undergrad from Northwestern, and my master's
0: is is from DePaul. All right, okay. Ah, I know some uh, I know some uh, Northwestern and, and uh, DePaul graduates. Um, and you you volunteer with something called Lawyers for the Creative Arts. And, yeah. and what, what is that?
7: Well, Arts for Creative Arts just helps um, give, provide legal, legal work for artists around the Chicago area that cannot afford it themselves. It's an amazing program with really, really qualified attorneys helping artists. Um, they do a lot of outreach, like education, in addition to actually taking on cases of all varieties.
0: Give me a, give me a for instance.
7: Okay, so for instance, somebody wants to produce a film in Chicago. They don't have a budget for the film, really, and they want to hire an actor. So they would hire me through Lawyers for Creative Arts to create the contract to hire that actor with liability and, you know, any payment, that sort of thing. Um, So, you know, because lawyers are expensive, and if you don't have a budget, you can't
4: really afford an attorney.
0: And and, uh, the educational part of this, I'm... I'm, um... I have to out myself. I was a I was a, a rock musician a long time ago, and I didn't I don't know anything now about the business, but I really knew nothing about the business then. Do you sit down and have seminars for these people and say,
4: yes. put down the yeah. p- so, put down the
0: I've pipe been- there, Jerry. We're going to talk about how to how to how to make it uh, how to make money. Go ahead."
7: It's unfortunate. So I also sit on the associate board for them, and they have different committees. I'm on the events committee, um, but there's also an education committee. Kind of an outreach committee where yes they will do either host events or lectures on copyright law or contract law things like that that are open to the public um you know covid kind of set us down for a while so it's hard for me to give you a for instance we started getting revved up right before yeah. and um, but from my from my perspective on the event side we would do let's say, in a, a venue tour. So let's say we'd get a group together and take them to the metro and do a little, you know, tour of the venue with someone that works there. This is all hypothetical because it hasn't happened yet yeah, yeah. so far. But, you know, things like that. We did all of that online. We did interview venues online. You can see some of the videos on Lawyers for the Creative Arts website.
0: Um, it's Lawyers for the Creative Arts and there's a website, so check that out. There, it's the uh, ADD Morning Program. Mike Fron Jones, our booth announcer, is uh, here, and Aaron Mitten's, our news guy, is also on the line here. Um, should we, uh, Aaron? Should we out, uh, MJ? I understand uh, Mike from Jones is engaged. Is that true? Wait a minute. Uh, is Congratulations. That, is that true? Yeah, it's very true. To a woman. Congratulations. Congratulations. Always. Love uh-huh. so my woman. You know, yesterday, uh, we talked about, uh, Aaron while well, you were coming back from Vegas, I think. Yeah. Aaron and I were talking about all these wedding traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't hear any of this. Uh, you know, they throw uh, cinnamon on the... Uh, Never heard of cinnamon. I in, heard of rice before. In, in Denmark. Really? Yeah, so that's a thing. Um... And I didn't... This was my favorite from yesterday. In the community of Tidang in Indonesia, a married couple is not allowed to go to the bathroom for three days after being wed. Uh, it's considered bad luck, they do. Really, how does that work? Well, <laughs> the newlyweds are watched over by their family members to make sure that they, you know, don't... Don't break that taboo. And they're given small amounts of food and water. So, what do you think? If you got to go, you got to go <laughs> now. <man. laughs> that's, that's what I think. Dad! You got it, Dad! Uh, for uh, from Jones and Aaron Mittens and Natasha Rodriguez, everybody in Canada and anyone who ever thought they'd like to get married, do it! See you tomorrow You are listening to the Bleat Network This is Bleat